Hi, today we are talking all things yoga injuries and how it affects your practice. I'm going to share with you some of my experiences and how I've dealt with injury, but I'll also be offering you the teacher's perspective as I've seen different situations pop up with the students that I serve through the years. It's going to be a good yoga chat and I'm so glad you are here with me for this one. But before we dig in, just a couple of announcements. This Saturday is my next online alignment workshop where we will be focusing on backbends and twists. Everyone who has a weekly practice should be at this one. Backbends and twists can easily get sloppy when it comes to technique, so we are going to take a good look at proper alignment, and you will get a ton of individual attention when it comes to this workshop. I only take a limited number of students so that you get the time you deserve. It's a great investment in your practice. It begins at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time and will last about 75 minutes. And local yogis, my July in-person class, it's almost sold out. I have only two spots left, and when they're gone, they're gone, so register soon. Class is Saturday, July 10th at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time at the Clara Center in Warrenville. You can find all of the info on both of these offerings on my website at meetmeonyourmat.yoga. Just click on the shop in the menu to grab your spot. I also have individual links in the show notes to make it easy for you. And with that, let's begin this episode of Meet Me on Your Mat. Hello, and welcome to the Meet Me on Your Mat podcast, the space to get and stay inspired to keep up a lifelong yoga practice. My name is Tori, and I'm a yoga teacher that loves to explore the why of someone's practice. And that's what we do here. Expect conversations with real people that step on their mat daily, even though it would be easier to do something else with their time. Career, kids, the ups and downs of life, and yoga... We are going to talk about it all. Let's get started. Today we are talking all things yoga injury. And actually, the title of this episode is The Gift of Injury because I believe that having to deal with an injury within your yoga practice is an opportunity. Uh, and I say this to my students so often, they're probably all rolling their eyes right now. Like, yes, I understand it's an opportunity, Tori. <laughs> and if that's you, it, it just is. Um, you know how I feel on the issue. So when you are, quote unquote, injured in your yoga practice, there are so many things that have to happen for you that make you work differently, that it actually can be a gift to your practice. Now, before I really dig into that thought, I'm going to talk to you about the three different types of injury that happen in a yoga practice. So the first one is super common, and it's usually the reason people start to develop a yoga practice, and that is you have a chronic issue. So let's say, um, you have a bum knee, or you have a low spine injury, or your shoulders are just so darn tight that it's ruining your life, uh, or your hips, you have some hip issues, it's a chronic, in, it's a chronic issue. Uh, and that a lot of people arrive at yoga because of injury. So that could be uh, that could be that's one type of injury. Now that also chronic chronic a chronic issue can also be something that you had no idea was there, and then you develop a yoga practice and you start to realize some of 
the dysfunction within the body, right? So you didn't know you had a hip issue and then you came to yoga and all of a sudden you're like, wow, my hips, I have uh, I have a problem in my hips or I have a problem in my low spine or I'm really locked up here and that's because you're developing um, body awareness. And so that is the first type of injury is this chronic issue injury, something that isn't going to heal overnight and, uh, you know, is going to be with you for a little while. Now, the second type of injury happens because of an accident. You know, no fault of your own, something that just happened, you know, a car accident or, you know, a story I'm going to tell you today, a dog happens upon you or, you know, stuff like that where all of a sudden you are um, injured because of outside forces. All right, so that also happens, um, right? So that's a, the second type of injury. And then the third type of injury um, ha is the one that actually comes from yoga. It happens because of improper alignment, and you do this improper alignment again and again and again without fixing it. Even, and I've seen this through the years, you receive the knowledge on how to fix it, and you're just too darn stubborn to go back and fix it because you no longer can go as deep. Uh, so that is the third type of injury we'll be talking about today. There might be other types of injury, but these are the three that we're going to concentrate on today. So I'm going to go through each uh, type of injury and tell you a little bit of a little story um, from my own personal life and how I dealt with it. Uh, so the first type of injury happens from a chronic issue. So uh, back in the day, I was a musical theater actress and I was actually um, in college vocal performance. And then I came out and I'm 5'9 and I actually can pick up choreography pretty well. And so in my 20s, uh, the way I worked in musical theater world was that I kept getting hired as a dancer even though in so many ways I had, I did not I should not have been allowed to be a professional dancer, uh, but a lot of dancers weren't as strong of singers, and therefore I held the vocal line um, while we were dancing, and I could usually get it together through the rehearsal process uh, for performance. That being said, one of the moves that just kept popping up in my life, and I have no idea why, was this move where you would kick your face, and then you would land directly into the splits. All right, so this happened in a show that I did. Uh, it was actually a, a tour of a show where we did it at a couple of theaters, and I did way over 100 performances of this show, and that doesn't include rehearsals. And it wasn't a big dance show, but at the end of this one number, that's the way we ended the number. And after all of that and total misalignment of the splits, now that I know what I know as a yoga teacher, and I was so young, like I was 25, 26, right? So um, just, you know, total, totally unaware and unafraid of what I was doing to my body day after day. And I would be stretched and warmed up and all of that stuff. But when you kick your face and land in the splits, you're probably not going to land in the best splits of your life, right? So over time, my the hip that I kept doing this on started to talk to me a little bit and I started to develop sciatica on it through that leg and the low spine it had all sorts of issues and this was before I found yoga 
Um, and then I did find yoga and I was starting to get into great alignment. And then I got this, I got another show. I was in La Caja Faux and I actually played one of the Cajels. And if you know that show, there's always a couple of women within the drag queens, the Cajels, to kind of throw the audience off. And I was one of those as well as playing Jacqueline. So I was playing like two roles that never really should be played like that, but whatever. Um, and in the can-can, the choreographer put that move eight times within two minutes. And so I was constantly kicking my face and going into the splits. And it, then it just got worse, right? Um, and I, I look back on that and I had a choice to not do that. And I was just stubborn and young. And I was like, no, I'm doing it. Because I knew that the, uh, the person I was working with didn't, I don't know. I had the vibe that they didn't think think I could, and I like just stubborn, just a stubborn woman is what I am. All right, and so I was like, well, if you don't think I can pull this off and do this double roll, then you're wrong. And here you go, and I'm gonna do it. And I did, um, and I had a great time doing that show. But I did walk away quite bruised, and my hip probably never the same after that. So I'm in yoga, and uh, the yoga actually really helped um, with my hip. I honestly feel like I probably would have had hip surgery at this point if I hadn't found yoga exactly when I did. And through the years, it has, um, you know, it, it has been a chronic issue. And there has been plenty of times where my hip really flares up. Um, and uh, this, oh my God, like two years ago, was it two or three years? It was probably three years ago something was really off in my practice and I would wake up and I could barely walk to the bathroom because the sciatica was so bad early in the morning. And to me, I started thinking, oh my God, you know, what is wrong? Am I going to have to give up teaching yoga? I mean, I have to give up doing yoga because I can't walk to the bathroom in the morning and that is not healthy. And therefore I'm not exemplifying health to my students. And even if I'm not telling them that this is happening, right? So I started to be like, well, I don't want to give this up. This is one of the great loves of my life is teaching yoga and practicing yoga. And I, and I don't want to give this up, but I need to figure out what's going on. And so I started putting the pieces of the puzzle together and uh, started realizing that my backbending technique was off and uh, it was really starting to bother my low spine, even though, and let me say this, I had fixed my backbending technique twice already. Like I had gone back and found people who really knew me and knew my practice and they helped me figure out my backbending technique this was round three of guess what you got sloppy and uh, you need to go back and and fix it again because the thing is is when you start going really deep especially into backbends it's really easy to go deep and sloppy and uh, you know you just have to you can only do that for so long and so you have to really find uh, ways to heal yourself um, and to find that proper alignment. So this is kind of a twofer, this story, because it is kind of two things. It's both a chronic issue with my hip and then it's also that third type of injury where it's improper alignment done again and again. And then also I was, you know, 
I was doing a lot of uh, Bikram yoga. That is basically what I was teaching at the time and uh, doing things as I had always done them. So going into this deep lunge and triangle, uh, going into, you know, these the depth and flexibility of what that sequence offers you without affording myself the strength that I needed to balance it out. And uh, so over time, uh, little by little, and the things that helped me, the things that helped me, um, was going back to the very basics of my backbending practice. Like I already had quite a bit of knowledge, so it's not like I, I you know, I was going to act like I knew nothing about backbending. I can't. I've been backbending for 15 years, right? So you're like, well, I can't think that I don't know what I know. So you can't exactly go back to the very beginning when you get injured. I know there's that whole popular saying, um, going back to the scratch once again, and I, I love that. It's not that I want to take that saying away. You have to go back, but you go back armed with new, with the knowledge that you've already possessed from your practice through the years. So just a little addendum on that. All right, so um, I started to really slow things down, not go as deep, and I started to work through my backbending technique where I decided, guess what? It doesn't feel good in my hip. If I go all the way back, all the way, all the way, all the way back into my lumbar spine. So for a year, when I backbent, I moved my shoulders and I moved my ribs and started to work through the thoracic a little bit more. And I didn't allow myself to drop all the way back into a fierce backbend for a good long while. It was at least a year. And uh, my hips started to come back in alignment. Now, another piece of the puzzle was uh, I was lucky enough to run into Benjamin Sears, who's an awesome yoga teacher, and I uh, was able to take a slew of workshops with him. And he offered uh, some functional range conditioning. So functional range conditioning is, you know, working through the mobility of a single joint, you know, so you're working through, and we did hip cars is what it's called, and immediately I could tell this is what my hips need. Like, especially the hip where I had done the splits, all those tendons and all ligaments around the hip joint had become over, like, just loose, too loose to support what I wanted to do with them, and they were not strong. And so... Um, I would do my hip cars every morning when, and I'll leave a link in the show notes to a video for hip cars because I, I really think if you have hip issues, then this is nice and healing. It's so quick to do. Um, like it literally, I used to do it and I don't do them every day anymore because my body doesn't need that right now. Uh, it, but when I did need it, I would make my coffee and I would do my hip cars in the morning. Um, and it, it's just that easy. So the coffee is bubbling and I get to have coffee once it's done, so it's a good habit. You know, it's like that reinforcement of habit is like when I'm done with my hip cars, then I get to have my coffee. So giving you something positive with the new habit is always good. So I would do hip cars, functional range conditioning, um, which really was a key to a key, one of the pieces of the puzzle to getting me back into balance and not having the sciatica and this flared up hip and getting me back into my yoga practice. And then the other key uh, key element was um, self-myofascial release. So I always, always, always wanted to know more about fascia uh, when, it, when it came to being a yoga teacher. And uh, I ran into this teacher, and I'm not remember, remembering her name at the moment, and I apologize for that, uh, 
she's super fierce. Uh, and if I can think of her name, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but she uh, just knew so much about fascia when I was with her, uh, taking a class with her. And so I asked, you know, gosh, how did, how did you come upon all of this knowledge when it came to fascia? And she pointed me in this direction um, of this company that offers yoga teachers uh, a class so they understand self-myofascial release and they understand everything about fascia and fascial trains. And uh, I put it on my docket because once a year I do some kind of um, – continuing ed. And so I was like, that is definitely going to be this year. So uh, as soon as it was available, and there was something I flew out to Boston and took this two day course um, on fascia and self myofascial release. And I will tell you, that put everything back in order for me, like nothing else has. And it's why I'm so passionate about it, and about giving uh, others the tools when it comes to self myofascial release. And teaching it as often as I can because it's such so simple and it really did give me my back bends back, sciatica gone, really felt healed and back to normal and back to balance. And that was without having to explore the whole like, oh my God, you know, what is happening and do I need surgery and all of that stuff. Because I was like, before I go get a diagnosis from someone, because it wasn't that bad, you know, once I got up and started working through my body um, in the morning, then I could carry on like I normally did and go do my practice, go and teach. Um, but it was at the beginnings of being something really bad. And so I caught it right away. And for me, it's just for me, and I'm saying if you have something um, that is a chronic issue, please, if you feel called to go work with a physician or a chiropractor or any professional physical therapist, I highly recommend it. Uh, but for me, the right decision was to try and see if I could figure it out on my own before I did that because I know how I am with a diagnosis. It would be solidified and I'd be injured and I would be on this totally different course. That's just my path. All right, but if you feel called to get more information about an injury, please do that. So um, that is a type of injury from a chronic issue. So I came to my yoga practice with that issue in the hip, um, and I had I have had to work differently uh, at different times, uh, especially three years ago, because of that. All right, now another type of injury, as we talked about previously is it happens from an accident. An outside force comes and all of a sudden you have an injury. And I'm kind of going to tell you a reverse story. Uh, like this accident was the weirdest accident I've ever had. And it actually did the reverse of what I thought it was going to do. So I was going through another time in my practice where my hip was bothering me a little bit and I could just tell it wasn't in the right place if that makes any sense you know so if you've been practicing for a while you know if you have a shoulder issue or a knee issue or a hip issue or a back issue there's just like this feeling of like it's not right but it's not it doesn't feel injured but it it's not right there's something that's not right about it something's off and I was at the dog park and I'm always at the dog park um it seems like Oh, how funny. I don't know if you can hear that in recording, but as soon as I said dog park, my dog just barked. Maybe she heard me say park. Um, <laughs> so anyways, um, so we were at the dog park and uh, my older girl, Chandy, who passed earlier this year, she was playing with another dog and 
uh, I was there with a friend and we were walking and this huge chocolate lab came barreling at me and I could see he was going to make contact like he was going to run into me. And for some reason, my instinct was to lock my knee. So I locked it and made it rigid. And the dog ran smack into this very rigid leg. And my friend saw it as soon as it happened. Like, I, he didn't bowl me over. I didn't fall or anything like that. But there was this electric current that ran up my leg and all the way up my spine. And I thought, crap. Oh. My. God. You know, like, what just happened? And she goes, are you okay? And I said, I don't know. Because I really didn't know. I said, I have no idea. Let's keep walking. And so I slowly started walking, like, what just happened? Oh, my God, did I just get injured? This is crazy. You know, like, I don't need this right now. And then I thought, you know, you don't know what it is. So I, I know you felt this electrical thing, but who knows? And so we started walking and I got about half a mile into this walk and realized that whatever I felt had off, <laughs> that dog put it back into place. So it was like this correction from the universe, right? It just like everything felt loose. My hips felt open. My leg felt good. And I thought, well, I'm glad that I didn't immediately think injury. You know, I thought, well, let's see what happens. Um, but it was an accident. But for whatever reason, it did um, bring me back into alignment instead of take me out of alignment. That being said, I see people all of the time, my students have accidents. You know, I have a couple of students that have had just accidents happen, a fracture of a foot. You know, um, I had a student last year and we've talked about it on the podcast. Uh, Leslie and her show shared with us that she got into a car accident while she was riding her bike and she fractured the collarbone, you know, her collarbone. Uh, so accidents happen. And uh, they, you know, I my suggestion for when an accident happens is that don't immediately think I'm injured and I'm down and out, you know, is like explore actually what happened, you know, is, is this, you know, a big injury or is the, this, you know, possibly something that, you know, like, like the dog park thing where it actually kind of moved me a little closer to where I needed to be. Um, but it's from an outside source, right? So those kind of accidents that happen, um, that are just completely out of your control. Uh, so, um, that's my story from that. And then of course the third type of injury, um, happens because of improper alignment done again and again over time. And as I've talked that my hip and my low spine stuff, that's all kind of uh, integrated. But I will say there were plenty of times when I was really new to the practice where I would tweak my back, like I would just go and pick up a laundry basket and all of a sudden, you know, my back would spasm. And I would think, what the heck, what is that? You know, um, and uh, I, I would just, I would always tell myself back then, and I, honestly, I don't know how I did all that stuff, but I would be like, well, maybe it's because of the yoga, it's it's bringing me back to balance. But when I really think about it, I had crappy backbending technique. I was so flexible back then. I would just drop into this 
you know, bomb of a backbend. And back then, teachers were just like, wow, she goes back far. And there was, and that was the end of the story. And now we know so much more, and we should. We shouldn't just be like, that's a beautiful backbend because of the depth. Um, uh, you know, so teachers, if you're listening, it, just because it's deep doesn't mean it's beautiful. You know, um, it, it, it could all be in the low spine. You know, it could be a complete, a complete misalignment actually doing more harm than good. And so it's kind of why I'm, I'm always really on my students to not think about depth as like this ultimate goal, but actually the, the way we move into things and maybe the beginnings will teach us, you know, so much more than just charging into the depth. Let the depth come as it comes you know, uh, and uh, yeah, if I, if I could go back and teach my 28-year-old self, I would have her approach her backbends completely different than the way I was, but I could go way, way back. And then because I was going way, way back and just totally ramming into my lumbar spine, I, you know, developed, you know, some of the issues through my low spine that I have over the years. And it's not a bad thing because you, you learn from it, right? You learn how to do better and be better. So that being said, there are three ways to deal with injury, all right? So um, when you become injured, no matter what it's from, whether it's from the practice itself, but bad alignment or a chronic issue, or you have this outside force moving you into some kind of accident, you know, um, situation, uh, there are three ways that I, I believe you can deal with injury. All right, so you can still practice, but you have to work differently. Um, and this is uh, what I've done through the years. So I would go in with a back that I tweaked out the night before, and that might not be your ball of wax, but this is what I would do. And I would just have to work differently. Like I, I definitely couldn't have the practice that I had before I tweaked my back. Or, you know, when my hip was flaring up, uh, I would work differently. And so what does that mean, work differently? Well, when you're injured, like I said, this is the gift of injury, right? You can't work the way you are working. And so then you must search for your best alignment. You must work with intention and move slower into a posture, which once again is going to affect how beautiful your alignment is because you're way more aware of what's happening. And then you just don't go as deep, mainly because you can't, you know, um, unless you really just want to rip your body apart, right? So you can't go as deep and therefore you have to acknowledge what the posture gives you in its beginnings because what it gives you in its beginnings and it's maybe not as deep potential might be more healing to you than when you go all the way into a full expression of something. So that's the first way to deal with injury. You still practice but you work differently. Now the second way is you still practice but you decide to avoid certain aspects of the practice for a time. And that's completely fine. So, uh, you know, like you said, with Leslie, she broke her collarbone and she decided to take a break for about a month. And then she came back, but really didn't have full range of motion or and we didn't want to go into uh, any kind of weight on that arm. It was still healing. 
And so instead of arm balancing, we had her do a whole bunch of abdominal work, which honestly was totally beneficial. And I've had people that maybe can't do back bends for a while and we have them do hip openers or we, you know, so it becomes highly individualized as to what, you know, depending on what the injury is. Uh, but yes, maybe there are certain things that you can't do. Um, maybe you can't do pinch into scorpion, but you can still do pinch -a. You know, it depends on what the injury is. And uh, honestly, you know, every student I had is dealing with some sort of thing, right? Whatever it is, it might not be quote unquote an injury, but it, everyone's dealing with something different within their practice that, you know, they have to work just a little bit differently than the person next to them. It's like no, no practice is like, everybody does this and everything will be fine. Everybody just has a different, um, a different thing. They've had different experiences, uh, different, you know, they've done different sports. They've done different athletics. Maybe they've done no, no athletics at all. So then therefore then there's other issues. So, um, you can still practice, but you avoid different aspects of the practice for a time. That's the, the second way to deal with an injury. And then the third way to deal with an injury is to take a break to heal. This is not the end of the world. All right. So sometimes, especially if you break something, right, or fracture something, um, you just need to take a break. Uh, and you're going to have to allow the body to heal. And that is a different type of yoga, especially if you're someone that loves to move or feels a need to move. All right, so uh, it's not that all is lost. It's just that you need time to heal and breaks are not the end of the world. All right, so those are the three different ways to deal with injury. But just to let you know, an injury is not the end of the world. It is an opportunity. An injury is there to help you learn more about you. And it can be a gift and it can move you forward in your practice and your life if you allow it to be that opportunity. Or you can decide to let it stop you in your tracks altogether. So it's how you treat it is is everything. So when, when you are quote unquote injured or you feel like something is really up, treat it with curiosity. Like why look for why this is happening? You know, it could just be, and you know, like you need to think about the way you walk, you know, like maybe your, your gait is really strange and therefore then all of a sudden your hips are starting to bother you. Um, it could be a million things. Um, and so treat your injury with curiosity, um, and try to be optimistic about it and learn as much as you can from the situation. Seek out anybody that will tell you anything about it. That is honestly the way that I've seen myself uh, sustain my practice, as as soon as I, it is the tiniest thing, you know, if it's the tiniest little, uh, you know, 
weirdness or imbalance in the body, I just start to research like crazy. I start to talk to as many teachers as I trust as, as possible um, who have been there before uh, and talk to physical therapists and chiropractors and, and you know, your own doctor and, and, and talk and get the information that you need so that you can learn as much as you can about yourself and then apply that to your practice. And I think that that's super important. Um, and so, yes, there are so many ways to treat injury. Uh, but the one way that I wish for you never to treat injury is to just ignore it. Um, and I've seen so many students do that through the years where they will just ignore it and plow through anyways. And... I, you know, you can only do it for so long. You can only do that for so long before your body is going to start talking even louder. And you have to start thinking about what is it for? You know, um, why, why are you continuing to work in the same way, even though it's not bringing you any relief? You know, so uh, for me, especially, it's been transformative to start working on my strength over the last five, six years and really focusing on the strength in my practice instead of just being a noodle and being completely flexible and able to do all of the flexibility postures. Um, it's been so wonderful for my practice to focus on strength and um, allow the flexibility. Honestly, the, I, I'm not as flexible as I used to be. Uh, and I am totally okay with that uh, because I feel great. You know, um, having an abdominal wall to support me <laughs> really helps with chronic back issues and hip issues. All right. So it was just, you know, I've realized over time that, you know, you can do a bazillion back bends, but if you do, aren't doing the core work on the other side to support it, then that's an imbalance as well. And so you must have. Uh, that that a practice that gives you both, and uh, yeah, and so uh, keep looking for ways to improve your practice and be okay with adding things like FRC or self myofascial release or core work um, into your weekly routine, so that you do feel um, empowered on your mat. And that's what yoga is for is you should be, you should be the most, you should have the most information about your body, not other people. So even though I said, you know, you know, go see the professionals when you have an injury at the same time, it is for you to have more information, not for them to have more information, just blab about it. You should know more about you than anybody else. And um, if yoga gives you just that, congratulations, that's huge. All right, so I'm hoping that this chat helps you this week, especially if you are dealing with injury. Um, I'm thinking maybe my dog park story, maybe I should have thought of something else, but I do love that story because it was just so the opposite of what I thought was going to happen at the time. Um, so yes, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. So come uh, chat with me on this one. So I, when I post this, to my Facebook, uh, the Meet Me on Your Mat Facebook page. Please 
Tell me your thoughts on injury. Did I get it right? Did I get it wrong? You can also chat with me on Instagram or send me a message. I'd love to hear from you and uh, tell me what maybe what your injury is or what you deal with um, and maybe the ways that you have sought to heal yourself and through your yoga practice or how you've dealt with um, practicing while injured and uh, join that conversation with us and connect with other yogis that that, you know, kind of are listening to the same podcast or reading the same blog post as you are so we keep that connection and community flowing. So I hope this was a fun conversation for you. It was for me. I love connecting with you. It's so fun uh, to chat with you every week. Uh, just so you know, I do have some interviews with awesome yogis in the works, but I'm enjoying this one-on-one -on -one time with you lately. So I hope to connect with you again next week. And I look forward to the day where I get to meet you on your mat. Have a great week, everybody.